good afternoon. Today I'm interviewing Fred Pop. Fred, Fred is a friend. Fred has 25 years track record of helping sports properties launch and reinvigorate their brands. Uh, you'll soon hear that Fred's a, a native New Yorker. He's a keen footballer and a golfer. He, he's more importantly, he's a father and he's a venture builder. But Fred, can you just put that into a tiny bit of context for us? Because that is very understated of, of some of the brands and some of the associations you've uh, reinvigorated. Sure. Um, well, I've been very, very lucky to have spent my career in sport. Um, I've built and, and exited a few businesses that specialize in working with governing bodies. Um, so uh, for the early part of my career was in New York where we worked with the NFL, the NHL. We, we, lurked, we worked on the, the, the rise of American soccer, which continues to rise. Um, I got here to the UK um, and, and started a business that also focuses on golf, how to grow golf participation, how to grow golf commercially, and how to help the biggest brands in sport, um, you know, get more people playing more sport in more places. Your um, background really stretches. He's so multifunctional across so many sports. But you do have a, a, a real big one foot in the golf world with, with the, the brands that you represent. With everything that you've seen happen in the last uh, 12 months with the pandemic and golf reopening, how do you feel golf has represented itself through the pandemic? Has it stopped altered? Has it gone up? Has it gone down? What's your view on it, Fred? I think that the, the stock value is certainly raised. Um, and, and raised in particular regard to uh, mental and physical wellness. You know, the, the pandemic gave golf a chance to expand to people looking for outdoor respite, you know, something that combines exercise, companionship, competition, hands, face, space, <laughs> all the things that we keep seeing. Um, and with so many things right now that you can't do, golf has never felt more like freedom, you know, getting out of the house, getting out of, getting out of all the things that, uh, that are keeping us down a bit. The business business to business perception of golf in the wider sports industry is it seen as contemporary, or is it is it, is it seen as far behind others, or does wider sport take many ideas uh, and insights from golf, or, or are we trailing? I think on the amateur side, on the general public side, golf is not seen as contemporary. Um, I think there's a bias against the game. Uh, and the business of golf, but I think that's patently unfair. I think on the professional side, it's like everything else. You know, the, the top of the pile, the USGA, the RNA, the PGA Tour. Um, you know, I'd put the I'd put them up with you know Premier League, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS. In you know, minding after the athletes, servicing their patrons, uh, giving people a premium experience when they get inside the inside the gate. So there's the you know, kind of fantastic professional top end. It's the middle piece where most of the perception happens. I think with, with world handicapping, we have a real opportunity, all of us. How do we cater to the nomadic golfer, you know, who can now feel at home wherever they play? It's interesting though, isn't it, that the last twice me and you've got together, um, one was to eat. Yes. Yeah, which was nice. So there's, there's a pastime that we both enjoy. And the other was just to whack a ball around a field. Yeah. So that there was a big thing for me on both of them, and they're absolutely parallel. I just hadn't seen you for a while. So yeah. Yeah. beating each other or scoring, it never, I don't think we even took numbers, you know. Yeah. So it's really interesting that 
um, the pandemic and everything that's happened, it, it's brought people into wanting to be together and wanting to be out. And, and I worry, me personally, that there's too much focus at the top end of everybody getting handicaps and everybody wanted it. When in actual fact, driving ranges and, and stuff like that, they were equally as busy and adventure golf was equally as busy. And yeah. and and coming back to that family experience, it, it's uh, there is a lot of people tipping into the sport, which is really interesting. It's, it's how we keep them engaged. So, so go on then, Fred. Magic one time. Right. <laughs> I'm putting you in charge of rebranding golf. What would you make happen on the tours to, to, to possibly change a perception? So sprinkle some stardust from the top down. How do we, how do we get people more engaged? Um, I think professional golf is too dependent on hero worship, too dependent on singularly focusing on Tiger Woods and everything he does in every facet of his life or Rory or Jordan Spieth when he had his run. Um, you know, if you, if you took the best of all of sport, I'd say I'd build a team-based competition, first of all. You know, look at the Ryder Cup. It's set up for the fans to watch uh, and experience a good time, and you're close to the action the way they set it all up. So I would say team-based. Team Somehow put a layer of team-based competition either alongside or on top of the PGA Tour. It's... Um, you know, find a way to get the time down, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it'd be, it, it's one thing if, if it's one thing if we're home all day, we have all the time in the world to watch from the first tee to the last tee of a major golf championship, but you've got two girls, I've got two girls, they're both making big demands on my time. You know, how do I use shot clocks, other mechanisms, you know, take the championship into a more exciting direction you know, try to get it to two, three, four hours, something akin to a Premier League game or an NFL football game that's more consumable within a, a reasonable amount of time. Um, I think if we had this nation against nation somehow grab that excitement that the Ryder Cup offers might make PGA Tour a bit more interesting or at least team against team. Uh Fred, you're absolutely spot on, and I call it my mum test. My poor old mum's not with us anymore, but my mum wouldn't have watched a golf tournament, but she loved the Ryder Cup and different, because it was person against person. She, my dad could explain it in 10 seconds, and you could see one person celebrating over another where, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, um, it, it's a little bit like a 72-hour tournament. It's like watching a marathon, isn't it? You know, you watch them set off and you watch them finish, you know, um, the bit in the middle. But there's something there's something on those lines where I read I read not long ago that I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the number out of my out of a body cavity, but the something like the top one hundred athletes in the world get paid fifteen billion dollars a year. So what's happening is you have this interesting effect where it used to be man U, right? Yankees, LA Lakers, now it's where did, where did Wayne Rooney go play? Where is Messi going to play? Where did LeBron James go and play? And the fans go from being a Cleveland Cavaliers fan to being a Lakers fan, or you go from being a Deli Alley fan at Spurs. Hopefully he goes to PSG. I'm a Spurs fan. And, and, and what you've, what, what's happening, this generation, the kids who are you know, 8, 10, 12, 14, are following the players. So if golf was able to create Team Rory, Team Tiger, you know, owned by the Shark, owned by Phil Mickelson, follow the superstar, but build a team around it. 
that's where all, they unlock a whole lot of magic, but they haven't really gotten there yet. Cricket has, cricket has done it with 2020. I, right. I, you've got to take your hat off to the cricket people. 30 years ago, they were, they were all wearing white. They are all wearing the same bloody outfits. So the yeah. teams were so bland that they wore the same bloody clothes. Well, you've now got, you've got atmosphere, you've got, uh, you've got a time-bound uh, evening, you've got a team where you, you buy into the, the kit, you've got technology in the stumps. Golf, yeah. golf hasn't adapted, has it? It's still, it's still kind of going, we've got this Ryder Cup every two years that the whole world focuses on. Let's keep it every two years and let's not do any, let's not take any learnings from that. You know, and let's, you know, for me, it's, it, it needs it 2020. And I don't know what that is, but it needs it, you know. It does. Well, there was a guy just for your, for your, uh, I know Phil, Phil's probably aware of this, but there's a, Lund, a guy based in London who almost pulled off this team golf concept a year ago. And he had raised a billion dollars to get the, t- the world's top 20 golfers, to get at least 10 of the world's top 20 golfers to leave and join this mega tour. And there were two things happened. One, he had to have his deal done by March 15th, 2020. Right? That was last year, right in the height of the pandemic. He was supposed to get all this stuff signed. And I just, the the best players in the world just didn't want to be pocketing a billion dollars in what was perceived then as very bad feeling Saudi money. Had he raised it from New York philanthropy, you know, New York venture funds, European venture funds, you would have seen a completely different tour. But uh, I think some someone will fix it. The PGA Tour might still steal his idea and build some type of a team-based thing. I hope he, hope somebody sorts it all out. You've heard me waffle on before as well, Fred, about caddy cam. That, that, that as much as it give give a different perspective, golf. We've got to make the, the players are all vanilla. They're all and and what you're now seeing on YouTube and that, whether it's Mickelson messing about and stuff like that, they're making them. They're making them into personalities that they're using social media to, yeah. to, to, to make them not just this robot anymore because it is very robotic, the game. It, it, you're not, you're not decided. You're not meant to be out there sticking into each other or, or making a noise. Yet yeah. you see Ryder Cup first tee, you know, they're singing songs and, and they say, you go on to YouTube now and whether it's trick shots or anything or, or the guys even just doing fun things that they're actually bringing themselves to life. And, I, and I, I really do think the tours need to get into caddy cam. You need, you need, I want to listen to what Billy Foster's saying to Max Fitzpatrick. I want to hear the crack that's actually going on uh, and, and, and find out what these players are really like because it is, it's why we all watch the YouTubes and all these different things. We, we're, we're voyeurs and we need yeah. to be engaging more, you know? Great. Lastly then, Fred, to, to grow its appeal to the whole family. So, yeah. so we're talking about your wife, the kids, same for me. Over the next decade, what 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 should golf adopt to do to break down these perceptions and attract the family unit? What could and, and I think we're looking at I think the bottom end, we've touched on it, the ranges adventure golf, it's doing it. What do clubs need to do to to break down these perceptions and how do we make it happen? The answer, I think, is that the answer is right in front of golf course operators. You know, um, it's it today you're seeing different client behaviors. You're seeing different, different demographics. You're seeing entire families who've been maybe cooped up at home arriving at the first tee to play together. Multi-generational experiences because we're in bubbles. Granddad, me, my son, off to, to spend a day together. Um, you know, in the U.S., youth golf passes are exploding. Mm-hmm. So there, there, there needs to be a way to create family experiences where 
I'm not blocked out from 7 a.m. on Saturday till three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday because the traditional longstanding golf club members every week, week on week, 48 weeks out of the year have, you know, put me into an uncomfortable or an undesirable time to play. So, you know, how do we create family days once a month? Give me one Saturday a month. It's not that much to ask, you know, create competitions that are designed for them so that maybe, um, you know, Every, every family member has to take one shot on a hole. Maybe we can decide that, that Cecily, you've met Cecily, my nine-year-old. Cecily can take the putt. Freya can do the chip. Daddy can knock it off the tee. And Amy has a go. Um, you know, I know Spain has some of these hybrids that are allowing people to play in kind of non-customary ways. Um, that's what people are looking for. You know, there, there's, it, it's, it's, it's already an experience that has a lot of fun. It's already experienced. It has a lot of laughs, you know, universally you've got challenging conditions, bad bounces, bogeys, funny putts. If, if the game took itself less seriously, if the club culture took itself less seriously, then, then you'd find people maybe, maybe more like a playing in the park type of atmosphere, you know, taking, I want to take my kids to the Warren or up to the park or up to the beach, bring whatever combination of balls, sticks, bats they want to take, you know, Golf is more than the ball in the club, right? I mean, you, you hit on it earlier. It's about the connections, the lifelong fr friendships and relationships. And right now, I'm, I don't see golf offering me that solution for my two young daughters. Um, but, but in order for grow golf to grow, we have to make sure that we're allowing people who don't have access to the game to learn the value of the game and the life skills that come with it. So I think there's family and there's then, then there's keeping people in need flowing into the game that's going to keep us vibrant for years to come. I think you, you yeah, we, we share a same mindset, Fred, so I understand you've just said inclusive and not exclusive. You, you've, you've touched on family and, and experience, and it, it's wider than family's everybody, isn't it? Family's every. I, I live in a nice little village, and, and everybody's now part of that family. We're all speaking to each other because we're all – being hit and actually golf clubs you're absolutely spot on Fred that they they need to dumb down the rules they need to open their doors they, they need to try and look at a member and get them to encourage them to bring their dads and their children and, and make everybody welcome at the venue I, I think you're absolutely spot on yeah, it's perfect. hopefully hopefully the, the 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 stuff that we've gone through over the last year People might just reset. People might reset some of their values mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, that bonding. Fred, listen, I know I've taken up a lot of your time and you're always, always busy. I really, really appreciate it and I appreciate the insights and I can't wait till we can have something to eat and play a bit of golf again together. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for any time. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. See you soon, eh? Cheers. Cheers.